Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in this week. I've had such a fun time trying to figure out Listen to Your Heart with some guy in Austin. Analyzing this show has become one of my greatest pleasures during social distancing. Isn't that random? In this episode, we answer some of the greatest questions surrounding this show. For example, is Julia the worst? Who is choosing Jamie's wardrobe? Is Natasha the worst? Do Nellie and Tim McGraw sing a song together? And is Rolf worse than Julia? Even though one of our favorite performers went home, we find solace in the fact that he is in a shady bar right now raising a glass for a toast. Cheers to Dodged Bullets. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 164 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I am here with some guy in Austin to talk about the clarity that came about in week four of Listen to Your Heart. Is that an accurate statement? Uh, it is for two certain people that we're going to be talking about. Um, yeah, man. Payback is a B-I-T-H. Um, and uh, it was it was kind of nice to watch, I have to tell you. Uh, I agree. I agree. Chris Harrison started us off with just a little bit of poking the bear, you know? He took yeah. the boggle cube and he shook it, shook it, shook it. He might as well have said, hey, I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to set up Julia. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and if, if Ryan and Jamie happen to like each other in the, well, that's great, but here's yeah. what happens. He, he mixes the couples. So Chris has to go on a date with Rudy and neither of them care because they like their other person. Then Ryan has to go on a date with Jamie, and neither of them care because Jamie likes Trevor better than Ryan, and Ryan knows Natasha is a better singer than Jamie, so they're fine. But then Harrison says Julia has to go on a date with Rolf. And and then she has to act like she's uh, uh, put out. This is just the worst. I hope I find clarity. Mm -hmm. And poor... Uh, I call him Sheridan. What's his real name? Sheridan. Sheridan. Um, he didn't. He knew. I mean, his face drops, his head yep. drops, his body language droops, and he knows his head is on the chopping block. But by my goodness, he is going to have hope until he's yeah driving away well, look, in a rejection limo. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to say about that? You know what I mean? Like, what else? What is? What else is he going to say? But hope for the best. But the thing that struck me that was really funny was was a couple things. First of all, Harrison isn't even bothering to tuck in his shirt anymore. He's just, you know, he's like, just give me the shirt. Give me the, I picture his liege, you know, like in Downton Abbey trying to tuck his shirt. And he's like, all right, that, that's enough. That's enough. Um, and, you know, so he shows up and he's like, all right, look, here's the deal. But I, you know it's really transparent when they put the two couples together who would never break up, nope. mm-hmm. you know, with their other person. Yeah. Uh, and then they just matched Rolf and uh, and Julia, yes. and I just was like, "Oh, this is on." It really was, right? Because you knew the second that yes. they matched them, both of them wanted to be with each other, so why not? And that it, you knew it was good TV. Way to go, Mike Fleiss. But also at the same time, I thought. 
no, that gives Julia the perfect out because now she just can't go up to Sherds and say, oh, you know what? I'm having feelings for Rolf right. over there. Now she has an excuse that, oh, we were thrown together at the Roxy and had to write a romantic yeah. song and perform it in front of this singer-songwriter over here. And I just, the feelings, I couldn't help them. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, this reminded me, I just you know pictured somebody sprinkling glitter on a pile of, you know, <laughs> Cow manure. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, props to ABC if you're figuring that out three episodes in or whatever. It's this is um, this is my favorite part though. My favorite part is is Sherds is at home and he's journaling and he's on the piano and he's yeah. writing the perfect song about come back to me or come home to me or something. Yeah. And then it cuts to Savannah who's saying, Oh, I'm confident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Rolf loves me. He's with me. I'm confident. This is, I have no, yeah, we're going to be together. So, yeah. mm. um, But here, here's what I thought should have happened, and I thought it would happen. This is the only thing I could, because we're getting ahead of ourselves, but I think we all know what happened. Yeah. But so we knew that Rolf was going to dump Savannah. Mm-hmm. And we, because that's, he had explicitly said so in every, you know, every second a cocktail party started or they're in the ante room, he went over to Julia like, hey, stick around. You know, it's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then, uh, and we'll talk about what a manipulative sociopath mm-hmm. he actually turned out to be. Mm. Um, and then um, you knew Julia was going to dump poor Sheridan. Yeah. Um, but look, man, she did him a favor. He got a song out of it. He did. Um, but the only thing that could have been better, in my opinion, was if Sheridan would have. He looked up from the piano, just stopped playing and said, you know what? I don't need this. And mm-hmm. gone and got with <laughs> Savannah and said, hey, let's let's write a song. And then what's oh. face come back and they got a song when they're two together and the other two are miserable. I thought that's what was going to happen. That would have been awesome. Yeah, because I don't understand why it was like, okay. Why the rejects didn't get together. Right. Well, or why they got rejected in the first place. They didn't get a song. You know, they didn't get to yeah. sing and they just got kicked out because they happened to partner up with two awful people. Right. Oh, that would have been awesome. I thought yeah. you were going to say that if he had just played that last note, closed the piano up and walked out the door with his yeah. hat and his guitar. And that well, would have been great. I'll give Sharon credit. It's not easy to find, you know, two or three song, two or three words that rhyme with the word hypocrite. Right. But uh, <laughs> apparently he did. <laughs> Illicit. I, I don't know. We have to, you know, we have to think on that for a little bit. Maybe, maybe solicit our more talented readers mm. for some rhymes with yes. hypocrite. Here's the thing: they're at the Roxy. They're making out. They sort of have of the Unabomber front... too. Who the hell was that guy? <laughs> he didn't do anything. He's a big time singer songwriter. Apparently, with <clears throat> Taylor Swift and all kinds of people, That's and right. he just kind of. Got there with this Unabomber outfit on and didn't really do anything. <laughs> he's the band train's nephew. Calm you, down. You know, what, he's probably just like left over from the night before. He had like passed out in the blue room or wherever the hell, whatever they call it backstage. And I'm like, hey man, we're getting ready to film. You know, you doing anything? <laughs> Hasty. We'll pay you. That's we'll our pay word. You. Hasty. Hasty. We'll, we'll pay you. <laughs> yeah. Hasty is the new clarity. <laughs> so. They're making out. Yep. They love each other all of a sudden. and But we don't ever get a, a conversation where they're saying, I'm going to break up with him and you're going to break up with her and everything. So they sort of embrace at the 
at the back door before they go off in separate directions. Now, we yeah. should point out that everybody else got back from their date hours before these two yeah. jokers show up. Did, did you do you have any feelings on the um, the song they created together? No. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. I don't. It's. I don't even remember it. That's how great it, it was. was. You know, look. First of all, you you're not going to convince me that all of these people wrote a song in 20 minutes. <laughs> Clearly, they've been working on something probably mm-hmm. since they were cast. Um, <laughs> but it was, you know, for for, for the the likes of the producer, you know, if, if we believe he is who they say he was, um, the guy didn't really do much to help them create anything special. Yeah, I agree. It was just to show another way that they came together through music and they listened to their heart, both in melody and in actual romance. And now they're together. And to quote Julia, it would, it would be wrong not to pursue this because it's so good. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's what my ex-husband said too about the woman he's having (laughs) an affair with. (laughs) She bet me she had a better body than you. (laughs) No. I too have a Victoria's Secret model body. I don't know if you knew that. Mm. Enough. Look, all those situations, and look, I don't want to get too into your personal stuff because you know that's your business. But I, have two uh, books I would just about it. It's fine. You can read. Well, no, that. that's why I'm comfortable talking about. It. But I would bet that um, that situation worked itself out like it should. Let's it just say it really that. did. It did. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. So it speaking really of situations that are going to work themselves out like mm-hmm, they should, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where are we? Uh, oh, and I was going to ask you, I forgot. Um, do, you, do you really see the attraction to this guy? To Rolf? I mean, do, no. Yeah. I, no, no. He's, he's not, you know, like even guys like Bentley, remember that jerk? <laughs> yes. On, uh, Bron- Ashley's. He, yes, he wore the brawny, he wore flannel all the time. And he he was like, I can't believe it's Ashley. I really wanted Emily. I mean, he was a class <laughs> A jerk, but I can look at that guy and go, he's an attractive, like, he's a good <laughs> guy, he's charming, whatever, you know? Here's this the thing, guy. though. Rolf can't sing either. It's not even that they're using him for his musical talent. She's a terrible person. She's too. the worst person ever. Case in point, she walks in. Everybody is gathered on the couch. Jamie's crying because she knows something is amok and something is wrong. And the tension in the room. And she says to Sherds, can we talk? And he knows immediately what's happening. She curls up on the couch. And this is what she says. I figured out what I needed to do. And Shard looks at her straight in the eyes and says, what was that? Yeah, that was awesome because oh, she was waiting for him to just yes. give, her, give her the answer. And he wouldn't. He and was like, what is that? Why are you yeah, upset? Why? Yeah. And then she so, says, I can't. And he said, why not? Can't do what? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I stood up. I said, thank you, buddy. Yeah. He was he, trying really hard. And then she accused him of being mean to her and he yeah, apologized. That, that was so manipulative oh. when she's turning around and him and it's like, why are you being mean about this? Uh, oh. it, was, it was like, you, I know you're getting ready to dump me because you came back four hours late, uh, oh. probably with a buzz smelling like, uh, yeah, Rolf. the Unabomber and Rolf together. Yes. Exactly. Uh. And, the, and the floor on the, at the Roxy. Um, then she said, I can't do this with you. And yeah. he goes like this, <laughs> Like that, and she said, "Why are you laughing at me?" And then the best answer ever: "I'm Do laughing it. so I don't cry." Oh, I love. It. I'm going to use that. It's a lyric. It's a lyric. Totally right there. Like this, some guy didn't watch this show. Ah. Uh, and so the next time I have one of those husband moments where you know I mess up and laugh <laughs> at her pain, I'm going to say I'm laughing so I don't cry. Oh, mm, mm-hmm. um, but I'll give him credit. Like 
he clearly kind of um, what's the word for steeled himself for what was coming. And uh, I think he had a script in his head a little bit. He did. And the best part ever, which, I, you know, he did exactly what I always say these folks should do when they get dumped. Yep. She made a decision. She told him. And he goes, good luck with Rolf. And he taps her on the knee and starts to walk out. Right. There's nothing else to be said at that point. In, in, and, in which she goes, you're just walking out after that? Yeah. yeah. And he goes, what, what else is there to yeah, say? Exactly. <laughs> Do they great. hug? Does he go over and put his arms around her and wish her, oh, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> nope. He just walks out the door. And... They didn't even cry in a secret basement room with the camera <laughs> through the keyhole like uh, <laughs> Peter did last season or whatever in Hannah. I mean, that's what they wanted or what she wanted, clearly, was some remorse so she could feel better about her decision. Exactly right. Nope. He's fine. He walked out yep. the door. And I think he's going to be fine in Austin, too. I think... Yeah, I a I, lot of I people are going to see his integrity and his character, and that's going to bump right. him up a lot. I gained a lot of respect for the guy, the way he handled it. And he didn't cry in the limo. No. He was he was uh, sufficiently upset in an appropriate way. Um, and he got a song out of it and he some did. exposure. Good for that guy. And he said, you know, she she bad guys always win. I mm-hmm. thought this time she would want to be with a good guy, but I guess she just needs to get that out of her system a little bit yeah. more. And, and how I thought that's a, that was. Yes. And and that was even a good thing to say where he wasn't technically putting himself down, but he was just saying, yeah, Rolf and I are different. And if you like Rolf, then you're not going to like me. So yeah. sayonara, which in the meantime, on the opposite end of the mansion, we have Rolf talking to Savannah and mm-hmm. he, this is how he leads off the conversation. So I really wanted to give this date my all and you know, just be real <laughs> And Julia still likes me. She still has. She still has feelings. Yeah, no way. And and so Savannah just stares at him and is thinking, "Wait, what?" And and she says, "How am I supposed to feel about that?" And he says, "How do you want to feel, sweetie?" And she says, "Chosen." Yeah, right. Right. And then he expects her. To just say, no, no, pick me. It make it. I want it to be me. And Savannah's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be number two. And she walks out the door. Well, no, but what was shocking was he actually changed his tune there for a bit within earshot of Julia. Yep. Remember, he was like, I, I do want this to be you. I do. I mm-hmm. have made up my mind. It yep. is you. Yep. And then she was like, well, I'm not going to be somebody's second choice. And and. Lo and behold, he comes back to Julia and says, she made a choice. Uh-huh. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. It, was, it was so manipulative and dishonest. Um, and anyway, I think the only thing that kept me from um, having an emotional reaction to that was the fact that I knew what was coming. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. He, he exactly. set up. Um, they're high-fiving in the camera trailer or whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> all right, this is what we wanted. Um, we're going to give... Sheridan and Savannah, a nice dinner at the, mm-hmm. at the hotel before they fly out and everything will be good in their world. That's right. And then the next day, Harrison starts hand, handing out songs, here, 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 and everybody goes off to practice. Well, Julia and Rolf are together and they get an 80s song, We Belong by Pat Benatar, which I think is a great song myself. It is a great song. They, they, they hate it. They Yes, they just hated it on it the entire time especially rolf who apparently can't memorize lyrics very well and so he crosses his fingers for a song he knows but then he goes and complains about it to natasha 
and John Ryan Mayer in the right. kitchen. And, and she sings the hook and is like, you don't know that song? But she's also 47, so she should know <laughs> that song. True. Yeah. Second, well, no, he's older than her. She, yeah, he is he's older 34. than her. She's 33. He must have been at war whenever that song came wow. out. Yeah. Or she's... he must have been, you know, manipulating someone else to a bad decision. <laughs> Here's the thing. Julia walks in and he had been talking about Savannah a little bit. Natasha says, hey, earmuffs, Julia. And she puts her fingers in her ears. Mm-hmm. clearly she actually did it because she claims to not have heard the conversation that went on. But whenever Natasha says to Rolf, as Julia's sitting right there with her fingers allegedly in her ears, she said, well, if Savannah had stayed, would you still be her partner? And he nods his head. Yes. He doesn't say it, but he nods his head. Yes. Yeah. And then that's all she wrote on that. Yeah. One. So did you think, um, I'm backing up a little bit and I don't want to belabor this too much, but, uh, Matt was, you know, crossfitting. I told you so. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, um, what Rudy leaves for the date, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, Natasha's partner is Ryan, right? Yes. And so he leaves for the date, and then Natasha goes over in her seasonally appropriate wrap and uh, bikini, <laughs> and she um, gets Matt to lay on his dirty, sweaty towel next to her. Mm-hmm. Did you think for a moment that there was going to be a moment? Mm-hmm. I didn't. And I'll tell you why. Oh, why? Because I think Matt is into Rudy. Like oh. he might not, he might not know it yet, but I, I think he is. is. Yes. But I also think Natasha is smart enough to know to think past the show. Like that's why she's asking those questions. She knew exactly what was happening when the dates were randomly chosen and when everybody goes off. She knew exactly what was going to happen. And there was not a chance in the world, even though she doesn't like um, Sean Mendez, that mm-hmm. they're going to um, they're going to stay together. But they're good musically, and they are. Yeah, so I, I think she's smart. Um, granted, like you said, she's you know thirty three years old. Um, yeah. But anyway, she gets it, and I think the other two are actually like Matt actually liked Rudy, and then um, what's her name Bree actually liked Chris. Yeah, that's that's a good point, and she may have she may have thought because Jamie and Ryan Mayer were all up in each other's business on night Just one. Just Ryan Mayer. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's better than Sean Mendes. <laughs> Maybe Sean Mayer, Sean Mayer, (laughs) John Mendez. That'd be pretty good. No, that sounds like (laughs) he killed his parents. Okay, so it ends up that they all go to Nova in downtown LA. It's a big, bigger venue than what any of them are used to. The judges are Tony Braxton, Andy Grammer, and then Rachel Lindsay and her husband, Brian, from so many seasons ago. And when they're all backstage kind of being nervous together, Natasha Mm -hmm. chooses that moment to tell Julia, hey, Rolf told me that if Savannah had stayed, he would have been her partner. I, I just think you should know that. As a woman, I would want to know that too. And but... listen, I I know you're 10 minutes before your performance <laughs> that you're nervous about, but I feel like you really need to know this. <laughs> Good luck. It <laughs> Break was... <a> leg. <laughs> it was horrible in such a good way. No, it was it was exactly what what she deserved. Like I said, I think Natasha knew exactly. Yes. And you know what though? And that was normally like in those situations I'd be like, "Well, that's mean." But like you and I, I think agree like I think that's exactly what Natasha should have done to like defend her friends. Like she was clearly friends with the other two. And she's like, I'm not going to let this stand. Yep. 
Um, and rather than confront her with a glass of wine and they have some kind of argument in the, you know, in the mansion, right. she waited till the perfect <laughs> moment to just plant the seed. And it just, it did it through her, to- through Julia, oh, totally off her game. She unraveled quickly. Yeah. That was, I will have to say, that did surprise me. I feel like Julia is um, just passive aggressive and annoying enough to channel that energy and make it a wonderful performance. She did the opposite. That really did surprise me. She was in her power suit, white dress with shoulder pads, I guess, an homage to the 80s. And she goes to Rolf in the dressing room and says, hey, Natasha just said this. Is it true? And he manipulates himself out of that. Even. Unbelievable. The, the worst part, and it, it, it really did make my stomach turn because I could see him doing that to someone much younger and dumber mm-hmm. than, than um, what's her face, Julia. But she said, is it true or is it not? And he goes, well, well, the important thing is I'm here. <laughs> And I feel like, well, that's not really what the important thing is to Julia at the, at the moment. I mean, horrible. Yeah. yeah. He's I mean, that's horrible. Like a, yeah, that's like something you'd see, you know, a line that would be written for somebody, yes. you know, in a, a bad guy in a movie. That's what I'm about to say. He's the, he's the villain in an 80s movie right now. Exactly. Ooh. Yeah, he's like the James Spader in Pretty in Pink or whatever. <laughs> nice. He was like 47 in that movie too. <laughs> no, he was skinny though. He wasn't like all bloated like he is in that one show. Blacklist, is that a show? Yes, that just... is. Anyway. All right. First up is Rudy and Matt, which I thought was weird because they went first last week, but they are a solid go first lead off batter. They sang Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. Well, I have a beef with that um, because I thought they did a wonderful job. But mm-hmm. Tennessee Whiskey was written by David Allen Coe and subsequently covered by George Jones and, I think, <laughs> made better, in a, well, not better, made just as good by Chris Stapleton with a different arrangement. But I don't know, man. I'm a, Let you me know. interrupt you right now because in my recap, I say, I know some guy in Austin, <laughs> when we do this podcast, is going to say something about how Tennessee Whiskey is not Chris Stapleton. It was first David Allen Coe, and then it was George Jones, and then it ended up... He's going to want to make yeah. that point very clear. And I yeah. called it, and I'm so proud of myself right now. Yeah, good But for, yes, yeah, good they did a great I mean, job. No, they... And, and for, for the record, Chris Stapleton does a great job with that song, yeah, too. The arrangement's great. And I can't understand why he sang it with Justin Timberlake, but whatever. Oh, that was a great um, moment. Mm. Yeah. Um, at any rate, um, I thought it was it was really good. I thought it suited their voices. And uh, look, I'm not going to comment on whether there was chemistry or not. That's the most gut wrenching part of the show for me is just watching the judges. You know, because mm-hmm. just because Rachel Lindsay's relationship worked out with what's it, oh, you know what else was was um, even funnier to me. Hmm. You could see Brian sort of twi- Brian. That's her. That's his name. Yes, the, that's his the, name. Uh, yeah. So um, you could see him just sort of twitch. When Harrison introduced him as uh, Rachel Lindsay and her husband Brian, <laughs> that was brutal. I mean, she was the lead. She was the bachelorette. I know, I know why season. he did it, but it's just like, hey, it's what do you me, remember it's, it's about Mr. and Mrs. Bachelorette? I mean, he might as well have said that. <laughs> what do you remember about that season the most when it comes to him? I want to see if we have the same memory. There's two things. I remember him getting the free Brightling watch, yep, and I that was, was mine too. Like, 
The second is his mom was awful. She was terrible. Yes. I wonder Mm. how that's going. Uh, I guess very well. Rachel took care of that. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. Um, So they sing. How did you think Rudy looked? I don't, I don't like the way she dresses. I think, um, I think she's probably insecure about her figure, but she's happy with the way that those pants fit because all of her pants are cut the same. Like whether it's yeah. those ones she wore on the date, those horizontal striped ones mm-hmm. or the glittery ones, it's all yeah. the same. It's like Hillary Clinton in her pantsuit. It's like, mm. okay, this works. <laughs> I will say that I think Rudy has lost weight. Um, she looks like she's trimmed down just a little bit. I didn't me. notice, but I I do think, you know, I don't, I don't think she's, I think her personality makes her, um, attractive and, mm-hmm. um, we had our doubts about, um, Matt at first, but he, they seem uh, to be soft. I hope he comes around. I hope they send them on a real date and yeah. I hope he comes around. It's going to be so great. The next one. Okay. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I, I wanted to ask you who, so we had Tony Braxton is our first judge, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Rachel and Brian, who was the other guy? Andy Grammer. Who was that? He's a pop singer that has a lot of upbeat pop isn't songs. A, isn't that a Nelly album? No, it's country grammar. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that when he sings with Tim McGraw? No, that country grammar is actually pretty good. I mean, if you're into rap and hip hop, that's actually pretty good. That's where. Um, Are you sure Nelly doesn't sing with Tim McGraw? He might. Google it. Uh, I, I'm not going to Google it. I'm, I'm sure I, it'll just upset me. <laughs> Google it right now because my Google's not up. All this right, is on. funny. This is what we bring to our listeners. Oh, yeah. I guess it. Yay. <laughs> wow. I'm being validated it's so a song much called... right now. Over, over and over, and over again. Over. Yeah, yes. Over and over. Featuring Tim McGraw. Do you know who is the biggest Nelly fan? Um, I, have, I mean, I, I have no <laughs> Beyonce. I have no idea. <laughs> My roommate, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Nelly song of mine, Air Force Ones. We went to a Nelly TLC New Kids on the Block concert, and everybody's Who? in their New Kids on the Block t-shirt, and Laura's got a Band-Aid on her cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you tell me that that TLC was not the, the um, featured uh-huh. act, I'll be so upset. Oh, yeah. New Kids were the featured um, act. TLC, mm-hmm. first of all, Prince wrote all their songs, and so they're mm-hmm. actually good. They're very um, good. Harmony is incredible. And they are, did you know that they are the um, biggest selling trio in the history of music? No. Yeah. Google that is it. interesting. Um, they, they piped in Left Eye. She was she was piped uh, in because you know she's sad. no longer was, with us. Yeah, know, they didn't want they don't want to bring anybody else to be her. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought um, when and Chili the 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 one that's always in the middle with the abs. Yeah. Uh-huh. Homegirl still has those abs. That's good. She is. I crunching. saw uh, years ago. I saw Salt and Peppa. Oh uh, yo 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 baby rock. Yeah. And mm. Spinderella, their DJ, who oh. they're suing each other now. Oh, but, um, interesting. The um, uh, whenever I think of Lisa Left Eye Lopez, um, first of all, you, you got to understand how young they were like 19 and 20 oh, when they yeah. got there. babies. She either dated or married a guy named Andre Risen, who was a receiver for the the Falcons. And he was one of those way back before it was the norm was just he was in and out of trouble with the law, bounce checks. I mean, all the stuff that a guy making his income should not even be. Mm-hmm. Concerned with, and uh, he had this huge house in Atlanta, and she burned it down. 
<laughs> broke up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. That, <laughs> that's yeah. something Rolf would do right there. Yeah, I'm exactly. You. Well, it's, uh, yeah, Julia maybe would, would do that to Rolf's um, <laughs> condo, <laughs> whatever he lives in. Okay, back to Jamie and Trevor. They are singing Like I'm Going to Lose You by Megan Trainer. She whiffs it pretty hard. Yeah, I, I didn't think that she was terrible. Um, and I think she's just the token millennial or whatever yeah. they want. Oh, she's a kid. Um, and poor, what's his name? What's the guy's Trevor. name? Her, Trevor. Mm-hmm. He's trying so hard to keep her on the tracks. Yeah. Uh, I think he's really, I can't believe I'm saying this about the show, but I think his talent, if he has any, is suffering just because yeah. she's a basket case. She really is. And, and she knows she, it. Yeah, and she cries like for forty five minutes backstage, and look. And that's look before they go face. on. Yeah. Yeah, but what, then when she screws up, and then the 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 look on his face when she's like bawling, mm. and oh, thank you so much for you know comforting me. He's just like, oh my I god, know. he is He's so like, exhausted by her. Like, Where's Julia? <laughs> <laughs> so she's in this red prom dress, and uh-huh. she she struggles struggles through two minutes of the song, and then at the end she starts getting very actressy and and pounding the ground and being very emotional. And he stares at her while he's singing normally, wondering what it is that she's doing. I think she's right. trying to get herself out of the slump. He's in a white t-shirt and jeans. So yeah, already was, they didn't match. I think I he might've been uncomfortable because he didn't have his guitar either. It's funny that you said that about the wardrobe, because I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, they don't even look like Mm-mm. they go together. Mm-mm. Um, and I said that before with uh, with Bree week one or week two, whatever it was, when she had that gray, like, yeah. Crystal Carrington LeMay yeah. thing on. I thought, well, why is she wearing that? But it, it sort of went. But, yeah, they definitely didn't go together. He looked like, um, you know, she pulled him out of the audience because her guitar player was sick or something. Right. She's giving him a shot. Uh, right. It was bad. And the judges said, y'all tried really hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I can tell you're nervous. <laughs> but I wish they would have said, "Look, uh, the fix is in. Just you know, you're in third place, but we got we got a score to settle. So uh, right. congratulations on your past week." Oh, that's right. Next up was Chris and Bree. They sang "Lover" by Taylor Swift, and I, I thought they you did were a great excited. job. I oh don't yeah. Know. I don't have any frame of reference. I don't know the song. It was, they did their own little twist on it. Uh, and I thought it was great. I thought she did a better job of keeping him engaged or Mm -hmm. keep, she was engaged with him. I should say he never takes his eyes off her and the judges who are new every week think that's adorable. At some point he can't just stand there and stare at her. But the judges don't see, you know, I think they would tell him that, but every new Every new panel of judges think, oh, how adorable. He loves her so much. He can't stop staring. He's scared to death out there, too. But it doesn't affect his voice like it does Jamie's. Yeah, um, I think um, you have to you have to maybe suspend your normal expectations here in light of the fact that he's probably just listening to his heart. (laughs) Beat 90 miles per hour. Or the feedback from the amp. Anyway, one or the other. Then then whenever everybody's clapping and oh they did so good she says that she whispered i love you but he didn't hear because the thunderous applause (laughs) and and later he says it back to her so i mean they are in love who are we talking about again chris and (laughs) brie oh okay yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. I'm going to do Natasha and Ryan Mayer next because I want to save the best for last. So okay. they actually went last and they sing You Are the Best Thing by Ray LaMontagne. And he didn't have an instrument when he walked on Ryan Mayer. And I thought, oh my gosh, look at him. He can sing without an instrument. And no, then he picks no. up a guitar. But she had a big voice, a big personality, big hair, big slit in her mustard-colored dress, mm-hmm. yep. and sang it big, and he he brought it up a little bit this week, didn't you think? Yeah. He, he matched her better. Yeah, without a doubt. They clearly know what they don't know. You know, they yes. know what their weaknesses are, yeah, and absolutely. I think they're both very smart musically, um, and, you know... I think she's probably made it clear to him that she's not going to step down <laughs> and right. under under sing mm-hmm, that he needs mm-hmm. to step it up. But no, the, I think they go well together. And, um, you know, he, he appears to be from week one. I mean, I think he's better probably with the arrangements and the chords and the keys mm-hmm. and the, you know, all that stuff that, that has to be worked out between two people with different voices. So, um, they, they're never going to harmonize together, but I thought they did well. Yeah. They were commended for, moving around on the stage for coming down near the audience. And then finally, right in front of the judges table at the end, they share a microphone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they go back up and he dips her and kisses her like he sort of means it. And so they are trying to show that part of their love too. And Mm -hmm. the judges stood up. They thought it was great. Yeah. He's like cougar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about Jules and Rolf. They go forth. I should also say that, um, during Natasha and Ryan Mayer's performance, Jules is trying to hold it together, but mostly backstage crying because of what happens on stage. And I'm, yeah, I'm sure she popped the Xanax in the bathroom and, you know, (laughs) like she was just definitely off her game. But the, the beauty of, having Natasha deliver that news, you know, Hey, by the way, he doesn't love you. Um, number one, and then just having it sit for another couple of performances. Yes. Then she has to perform, which she clearly screws up because she's off her game. Um, and then she has to watch arguably the best musical performance of the whole thing Mm -hmm. from backstage while she's waiting to learn if she gets sent to the ante room or to the limousine. It's beautiful. It really is. And she comes out there. He's faking it. She cannot, she cannot get it together enough to even project a pageant smile. She's that affected by what's going on. And as the song moves along, it gets worse and it gets worse. And she, because she's realizing I'm not turning it around. I'm not turning it around. I'm not turning it around. Now the judges pointed out too and when the first judge gives them like, meh, it, it wasn't that great. That's when Rolf decides to tell everyone, well, hey, I think you should know that we are new partners as of this morning. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing. I think she's the greatest ever. So that was yep. his way of going, y'all need to give us a little bit of slack and grace yep. because we're they other people have been together longer than us. And that's when Tony Braxton said, oh, that makes sense. I thought y'all were in a fight. Oof. That's even worse. Ouch. Because it, she might, yeah. I mean, they are. So I wish someone would have said, like, uh, you know, this is the music business, right? Mm. No one cares. Um, that's terrible, man. I, I, I think that, um, I, again, he was trying to obviously save face and backpedal. And, I, you know, because we don't know how the scoring goes here, it's not no Bruno Tonioli or whatever yes. telling you you got eight. <laughs> 
um, but you were fantastic or whatever. Um, so they go backstage not knowing. Not knowing. Uh, and Harrison is forced to do the dirty work this season. That's right. And and they sit him in a in a pre room, they before ante room, and they right. they make him sit there, which is when Julia chooses to say in front of everyone. Natasha, I think it was really dirty what you did, and it was sabotage for you to do that me, do that to me right before I go on stage. And Natasha goes, "You're you can feel what you want to feel." Yeah, and then at some point she just was tired of hearing it and did exactly what Sheraton did, which uh-huh. was like, "Okay, thanks uh-huh. for the feedback. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over here and wait till uh, I get called for you." <laughs> And so that that was the best. And then Harrison has to call everybody forward. They're on the stage. Uh, we get Rudy and Matt first, and then Bree and Chris. And they're um, they're in the ante room waiting. They're, in the, they're yes, sequestered. Absolutely, Natasha and Ryan, of course, get in there. And you have Jamie and Trevor who did a poor job, and then you have Julia and Rolf who did a poor job. In my opinion, Jamie, her performance was terrible, but Julia just looked awful. Jamie was at least sort of trying to act it out. I don't know. And so, it, it, again, the system, we've got a check plus and a scratch and stiff. <laughs> <laughs> that's two weeks in a row, and you cannot edit that out this week. That That's your second Freudian slip. <laughs> that's user reserve for fantasy week. <laughs> I say that. Scratch and sniff. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. It's grape flavored. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I think Julia got the scratch and sniff. That's the remember the green one monster with the tongue that smelled awful. That's the one, Julia. I didn't get those gross ones. Mine had were like cinnamon rolls and cotton candy. Did you? uh, I remember my sister um, had the strawberry shortcake dolls Mm -hmm. that smelled like different stuff. Me too. Yeah, it was great. God knows what chemical they dipped those things in um, (laughs) to make them smell forever like a fake strawberry. They really do because mine are still in my room and they still smell. The (laughs) the apple dumpling one still smells like apple. Okay, I think I sniffed all the strawberry essence out of the other one. Okay, when they were standing on stage, those two remaining couples did for a moment did you think they're gonna keep julia and rolf on so they can be the villains and the drama did you think that for a split second i would have if the season was longer okay but okay. It, there's only like two weeks two left ep- right two episodes yeah left. so i was like i knew they were going and also for some reason jamie is the darling golden child of this cast that she can she goes on all the dates and everybody loves her and it's great so they get in, Trevor and Jamie get in, which leaves Rolf and Julia. Everybody doesn't cry except for Jamie, which I thought was really <laughs> funny because way back when, every single person in the house during their alone time, during their talking head moment, said what a wonderful guy Sherds was and how he was patient and how he had just such a wonderful heart to be able to stick it out with Julia during all of this and how he was compassionate and he was awesome. Everybody loved him. And so when Julia has to go home and Rolf has to go home, everybody just thinks, all right, that's great. Except for Jamie who treated it like camp or graduation and everybody's leaving to go off to college and she has to stay behind. 
Well, you know, Julia kind of had that motherly look to her. Maybe mm. there was some sort of identity, you know, crisis that Jamie had. Who's going to be her mother in the house now? I don't know. It's important. Um, it's important to know, though, that Julia lost because A, Natasha sabotaged her and B, Rolf treated it like it was a solo. So it's not yeah, her fault. Um, Failing to take responsibility for one's actions um, is probably why she's in the place that she's at. <laughs> and at the did end, also, what did you think? What did you hold on a second? What did you think of the uh, the white miniskirt date outfit? Seemed a little outdated. Oh my outdated. gosh! Yeah, she her whole entire wardrobe is outdated. Remember, yeah. you said she always looks like she's going to a business meeting. Yeah, she looks like she, well. She's only going to dress like she has a real job, right? That's it. Well, Natasha dresses like she's performing at uh, Copacabana yeah. night on the cruise ship <laughs> after the you know limbo contest on the on the Lido Lido deck. deck. <laughs> <laughs> she's like you know it's docking in Cozumel and you see her shuffling off the boat. And, and Ryan like, is there doing his Sean <laughs> Mendez impression or Ryan Mayer, whichever one, John Mayer. Okay. If you had to give somebody the Rising Star Award during this episode, who would it be? I'm going to say Natasha. Number one, because she delivered the second week in a row an excellent performance. She kept her nose to the grindstone, and she delivered um, the a fatal blow to a competitor in a very <laughs> in a way that really she came out unscathed. Right, she's it a works. hero. Everyone hated her. <laughs> Everyone hated Julia. I was like, let's get these people out of the house, and she. <laughs> was happy to step on Julia's head while she was drowning. <laughs> <laughs> so Natasha gets my vote this week for okay. sure. Who, what is your swan song for the person oh. who's leaving? Now there's, there's Julia and there's, there's Rolf. Uh, Rolf. I got to give it to Rolf. I mean, okay. that guy was a complete jerk from day, from day one till the second he left. He hmm. just got what he deserved. Yeah. And sometimes in life, like you said, we're not, I can make fun of people, whatever, but I'm not a mean spirited person, but he deserved what he got this mm -hmm. week. He, just, he treated people terribly. I feel very badly for Sheridan and for Savannah. I didn't, I thought they should have been able to team up and write a song or something. Yeah. So what would Rolf's song be? What would his swan song be? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say you should just play that um, over and over Nelly song. <laughs> Tim McGraw. We can just picture Rolf doing the Tim McGraw part. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to some guy in Austin for humoring me by watching this train wreck of goodness. Make sure to check out the show notes for all sorts of fun links, including the video of Chris Stapleton and Justin Timberlake singing Tennessee Whiskey. It's so good. If you're interested in reading a recap of Listen to Your Heart, head over to IHateGreenBeans.com and click on the recap section. While you're there, you can also sign up for my newsletter. I shared some exciting news with those folks a few weeks ago, and I'm about to share some more. And remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and let us know your thoughts. Thanks so much. And make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, stay safe, wash your hands, love you, mean it, Texas forever. Mm -hmm.